Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, last week, I had uh, just tested negative for COVID, and the following day, I had tested positive. So, unfortunately, this week, been recovering from COVID. Pierce have been the Omicron uh, variant. wasn't all that severe, but I think I've developed a, uh, a sinus infection because of it, though. Which uh, which sucks, but oh well. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, um, my whole family ended up getting it, but uh, but we're doing a lot better. I mean, the kid and the wife bounced back after like a day. So, <laughs> and I'm the one that's fully vaccinated, which is odd. But uh, but oh well, I don't think that the vaccination has that much efficacy against this new variant. To tell you the truth, because. Uh, Every single person I work with is getting it. So, so yeah, and all this kind of relates to another interesting thing that happened in the news this week with the um, with the whole situation pertaining to Spotify. Uh, Neil Young basically canceled himself from Spotify, and uh, I think Joey Mitchell followed suit shortly after. All in regards to the whole Joe Rogan uh, podcast, which. Uh, is kind of hypocritical to me because Neil Young has fought for years for freedom of speech and uh, kind of counterculture, and now he's uh, rebelling against the very thing that he's spoken out for all these years. But that's kind of odd. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I mean, uh, I've always been in favor of vaccination. I'm not going to say that I'm not. I mean, but... Uh, I don't have any opposition to anyone presenting any other viewpoints because that, that's uh, kind of one of the things our country is founded on. So it's kind of ridiculous to me for him to to pull himself off of Spotify for that, which is a little crazy. Um, you know, like I enjoy Joe Rogan's show. I don't always agree with everything, but I think it's a great show, and I don't understand... Uh, you know, now all of a sudden the uh, the whole older counterculture movement has become very entrenched within the uh, within following the rules and uh, and <clears throat> being uh, you know per, kind of conforming to society, which is very odd to me. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, if anything, you know, Neil Young should have done this years ago because of the low compensation that musicians get from Spotify. If anything, Spotify has always treated its musicians horribly, so I don't understand why he didn't have any opposition to that, yet someone with a differing viewpoint comes along and he has opposition to that. So, hey, uh, it's his choice. You know, once again, Neil Young is relevant in the news, so, I mean, <clears throat> whether or not you agree or disagree with him... <laughs> that brings some attention to Neil Young. I have no problem with Neil Young. You know, I've always enjoyed his music. Same thing with Joey Mitchell, but it, it seems a little hypocritical him doing this at this juncture with this whole situation. <clears throat> Especially considering when, uh, you know, like Joe Rogan had a great response. He had a great video responses. Uh, and one of the things he brings up is the fact that a lot of ideas that seemed radical just months ago now are accepted as mainstream. So, you know, <clears throat> him uh, 
getting kind of canceled on because of that. And he really hasn't. He's still Spotify has stood behind him. So, but but being brought to task for uh, for bringing opposing viewpoints is kind of silly. But hey, that's uh, that's the world we live in at this point. So, um, but yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Like I said. You know, I've been dealing with COVID for a week now, and you can obviously hear the effects right now in my voice. But uh, one good thing about being sick, though, I guess, if there is any good thing, is I did get to catch up on some reading. I finished uh, reading Wrestling for My Life, a Shawn Michaels book. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, it's uh, definitely written from a Christian perspective. So if you're not a Christian, it probably wouldn't, um, you probably wouldn't enjoy the book as much. Um, it goes through kind of his uh, his walk with Christ and uh, how it relates to his professional uh, wrestling career and life. Um, if you're expecting, you know, nitty gritty details about, uh, you know, about his affairs with uh, with ring rats and whatnot and his his drug use back in the day, you're not gonna find that in that book. Uh, it's much more. Uh, much more christian oriented uh it is published by zondervan so that that kind of tells you uh what perspective it's coming from it's obviously written as an evangelical kind of uh purpose behind it so uh so yeah but it was an enjoyable book it was uh it did kind of get into a little bit of the montreal screwjob did talk about uh his reconciliation with Bret Hart, which was pretty interesting to read. I enjoyed that. So uh so that's one good thing. At least I got to finish that finally and uh got to watch a whole bunch of uh documentaries. Like I watched the band The Last Waltz. So I got to see uh got to watch Purple Rain. I haven't watched that in years. I saw years I saw an Oxtail. It was a documentary based on John Entwistle uh and my wife uh had purchased uh the newest series from uh newest uh swamp thing series which uh was on uh dc had their own streaming service for a br- very brief while and uh, i got to watch that so that was uh got to watch a little bit of that so that was pretty cool um but yeah if you can get anything out of uh out of being sick at least uh at least I got to see some of that. Um, and uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, I was sick during Waylon's birthday. My son Waylon's birthday was on the 24th. And uh, and unfortunately, I was sick during that. But I got to see the key moments. I got to see him unwrap his presents. Got to see, uh, got to uh, be there for supper and make, uh, and for the birthday cake and whatnot. And we got to do a pinata. So. So I was there for for most of the highlights. So, but, uh, but unfortunately, I was sick through that, and he got sick a couple days later, which was awful. He he had a fever of about 104, unfortunately, and uh, but uh, but he bounced back like a champ. He was he was running around like nothing happened within a day or two. So, um, yeah, he he had fever for one day, and that was the end of it. But but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, happy birthday to him, his fourth birthday. You know, I got to watch a documentary on the Bluebird in Nashville, too, which was uh, really cool, Bluebird Cafe, which is someplace I hope to play sometime sometime in the future, you know. But, but like I said, if there's anything good that comes out of being sick, it's at least the fact that I got to 
kind of rest and uh, catch up on uh, reading and watching some things. Uh, man, I got to watch some great football, too. Boy, Chiefs learned that uh, Cincinnati is no joke, huh? Wow. <clears throat> Cincinnati pulled off that stunner against the Chiefs yet, uh, on uh, Sunday. I got to see the uh, the Rams beat the Niners. I mean, that was... Uh, it was a good weekend, you know. I if you told me at the beginning of the year that the Super Bowl is going to be the uh, the uh, Bengals versus the Rams, I would have told you you're absolutely insane. But that's who it's going to be. So uh, so interesting. Um, you know, obviously some news on the Raiders. The Raiders uh, hired a new uh, GM, which uh, he was previous director of uh, personnel with the Patriots, which I think that's a pretty decent choice. I'm not 100% sure they should have fired Mike Mayock to begin with. I mean, uh, Mayock had some great drafts in the later rounds. Um, most of the drafts that we had issues with, which were the earlier rounds, were were based off of John Gruden's picks. So, I mean, Mayock pulled up some great uh, draft choices later on, especially like you look at somebody like Max Crosby. Who was a diamond in the rough right there, and we uh, we snagged that one for for nothing, you know, in the later rounds. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm not 100 sure that firing Mayock was the right choice. And then um, it looks like we're gonna end up with Josh McDaniel as a head coach, which uh, I'm not really sure I like either. But I mean, uh, Rich Basaccia did a really good job of uh, of rallying this team and, and pulling things through and I'm not sure that now we've got to uh now Derek Carr's got to adjust to another offensive coordinator we got to get another defensive coordinator who Gus Bradley did a great job of turning this defense around and uh and I'm not sure uh I'm real happy with that but uh but it is what it is you know and um and best of luck to Basaccia. I really hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere because he did a great job, you know, uh, with this organization. So I'm hoping that uh, somebody picks him up and then utilizes his talents. And he, from everything I could see, he appears to be a great guy, just a heck of a character guy. So, uh, and he's a phenomenal um, a special teams coach. So. So best of absolute best of luck to him. Yeah, I'm not sure that Mark Davis made the right decisions there, but <clears throat> but it is what it is, and time will tell. You know, it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl. You know, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, but if you told me that this would have been the matchup early on, I would have told you you're insane. You know, <laughs> but um, I think that's about about all I have to uh, talk about. This is non wrestling related. Uh. You know, obviously, it's been a uh, an interesting week wrestling too, because uh, you know Dynamite had a great episode. Um, I really wish they'd stop giving away pay per view matches on a weekly basis. This, this episode was good, but actually, it was excellent. But why are they giving this stuff away for free? It's just insane. This is stuff that should be on pay-per-views i mean ladder matches for the tbs title or tnt title whatever they're calling it now um it is still tnt title sorry um but you know it's just crazy i don't know 
how much how they expect to sustain this kind of thing. They can't keep trying to get a cheap pop in the ratings continuously. It's not going to work anymore. People are going to get tired of it and can need a storyline to follow. You know, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, like I said, the the ladder match between Cody and uh, and Sammy was great. Sammy won, and I'm really happy about that. That's who should have won. You know, Cody doesn't need the belt, and he shouldn't have it. No stupid to put him on there, unless they're u- utilizing this to turn him even more heel. Because uh, whether they want to or not, he's turning heel. People can't stand him anymore. I hate to say it, but uh, you know, Cody Rhodes comes out in this getup, and I'm not sure if he's supposed to be Homelander or if he's supposed to be Judge Dredd. It's just very pompous looking. You know, um, some great spots. I mean that. That cutter off of the uh, off the top of the ladder was it was scary. It was terrifying. They also had a suplex off the top of the ladder. I mean, it was uh, it was a good match. But man, they gotta stop. Gotta stop. Uh, stop giving these matches away. And there were there were a couple of decent psychology moments. Like I liked when Sammy trapped uh cody with the ladder I mean, that's something that should be done a lot more you've got to utilize what's in the ring to for your strategy and that was uh that was a good spot you know something that simple just adds uh, so much to the match you know you know we even saw a crossroads after the top ladder that's just too many spots too many spots and just too crazy for a match that you're giving away on on television just kind of dumb but uh you know i didn't you know i didn't like the spot where Guevara came off the ladder outside that i mean uh, he left he had plenty of time to get go get the belt and it didn't make sense from that was one psychology wise one instance i did not like with the match but uh yeah, I'm I'm really happy that Sammy won. I'm really <clears throat> really happy to see him get the uh the strap back, you know. Um and we had another awesome exchange between MJF and CM Punk. I mean, how do you expect any less? These are two of the best talkers in the business right now and they're just playing awesome off of each other and it's I love how this is a slow build. And they're not rushing anything. You know, MJF is kind of doing the whole thing. You got to get through everybody in the pinnacle to get to me kind of thing, which he did to Jericho, did the trials of Jericho. But uh, but it kind of makes sense. You know, he's playing the chicken heel, and, and he's playing it very well. He's playing it beautifully. I mean, uh, these two guys playing off each other to him, great, you know. You know, and I kind of liked uh, how Wardlow kind of had a split second where you thought that he was going to turn on MJF. And, uh, you kind of hear the crowd start to pop a little. That was that was good too. Kind of a little bit of foreshadowing, shadowing there. So they're they're doing some good stuff. Um, you know, in addition to that, I kind of like where the uh, House Black is going with the with the pack feud. That that's really uh, starting to kind of capture my interest. I'm a big uh, Malachi Black fan, so. Uh, so to see that, that's, uh, that's giving me some hope. Hopefully they, they integrate them into some more, uh, some more of the, uh, tag team, uh, tag team division. Cause that's, that's going to be fun to watch. 
<clears throat> then, of course, the main event was Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, uh, a surprisingly good match. I mean, uh, a lot more serious than I thought it would be. Up until, of course, the instance that everyone is talking about where Danhausen appears from under the ring. And actually, I missed it the first time. I had to rewind the uh, the video to see it because it happened so quickly. <laughs> you know, uh, Adam Cole was tugging at the at a chair, and uh, Danhausen was uh, holding on to it underneath there. Um, I I really enjoy. It. I'm a Danhausen fan, so seeing him come over to AEW is is really uh, is going to be really fun. I just hope they utilize him properly. Because I think that's going to be great. Even a team-up between him and Orange Cassie, I think, would be interesting. Have a real real fun comedy duo with them. Because um, that might work. Um, overall, once again, some some good psychology in the match. Um, <clears throat> you know, I kind of stayed away from some of the... Some, what could have been some comedy moments, which uh, I'm happy about that. But uh, But once again, why are they giving away these matches um it's just insane to give this stuff away on network television it's, it's crazy they gotta save some of the stuff for pay-per-views i don't understand why they're doing it because it's really not reflecting in the ratings the way it should be i mean uh you would think by giving this stuff away they would they would have double the ratings that they do and they don't and I think part of the reason is because they're not utilizing their storytelling abilities to the full extent. They're just kind of throwing stuff out there. And, and man, they're putting on great shows, but this is this should have been a culmination of a bunch of different feuds at a pay-per-view. This shouldn't have been a, a throwaway episode on TV. You know? And you contrast it to, uh, to Rampage, which was... Really kind of a snoozer. I really didn't enjoy Rampage at all this week. So it's kind of... Uh, they've got to tighten their booking up. AEW has to get their, their act together as far as that goes. Because they're almost looking schizophrenic as far as their booking. And it's... Uh, it's not enjoyable to watch. You know, uh, I really enjoy the project. Uh, like I said, great... Great... Uh, great Dynamite, but... <clears throat> this is a dynamite that should have been a pay-per-view. You know, um, in other news, uh, it looks like WWE signed the deal with Disney so that they can be available in Indonesia. I wouldn't read too much into this. I don't think they're being sold to Disney. I don't think anything. I just think that's another way for them to distribute their product into a country where they weren't available previously. So I don't, I don't see this being a, too big of a deal. You know, um, <clears throat> I got to watch uh, a little bit of NWUSA. I didn't get to, didn't see uh, Power online, so uh, so I watched uh, NWUSA. You know, I hadn't seen the British Invasion in a long time. That was pretty cool to see Doug Williams team back up with uh, Nick Aldis. So <clears throat> haven't seen them since their uh, TNA days. You know. So, uh, so yeah, I, that was pretty interesting. I also got to watch Memphis Championship Wrestling, which is, uh, which is, uh, you know, local here, obviously. It, they're featuring a lot of AEW wrestlers, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, like, their main event was Brian Cage versus Joey Janela, 
you know, previous to this, we they've had uh, Thunder Rosa on there. They've had uh, some TNA people on there. They've had uh, they had Lance Arms, you know, Lance Archer, I should say, on there. They've had a a ton of AEW talent on uh, on their program, you know. So it's uh gets to highlight some of the local guys, and and their main event is usually uh, <clears throat> some top notch talent. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you can find their stuff right on on YouTube. You know, it uh broadcasts locally here on CW thirty, but uh, in Memphis. But they also put upload all the episodes to uh, YouTube. So so it's really cool to watch that. Um, you know, of course. The big event this weekend, though, the Royal Rumble. You know, uh, not too many surprises. You know, uh, Melina surprised me. I didn't realize she was going to be in it. That that was pretty wild. You know, uh, seeing an NWA talent like that coming in, they kind of, uh, I think they eliminated her in like 30 seconds. But but that was, I didn't expect that at all. You know, um, Mickey James we knew about. That was awesome seeing her come down with the, uh, with the Impact Women's Championship and everything, that was really cool. And seeing Mickey James in WWE getting the respect she deserves, you know, not having her belongings delivered to her in a garbage bag is really, uh, really felt good, you know, because she is, has been a trailblazer within the sport. She's been, uh, one of the greatest women wrestlers around. And to see her finally get, more respect from WWE was uh, was refreshing and uh, and it was really cool. Um, you know, obviously she was eliminated by Lita. I'm not sure where they go with that because I don't know if that's just a one-off, which I would assume because they probably just wanted her eliminated by another legend just so it doesn't create the potential for any storyline within any of the existing uh, currently uh, on the roster uh women so i guess that was a convenient out for them let's have lita eliminator i i think that's the strategy behind that you know would have liked to have seen her probably get a little bit further but hey you know i don't think it tarnishes the tna belt or her all that much you know um you know sarah logan showing up really cool having her reunite with Liv morgan that that's um you know, seeing the Riot Squad partially together, obviously I can't get Ruby Riot, but uh, but I mean that that was pretty cool. I was hoping to see a couple of more real surprises. You know, uh, the Bella Twins, I couldn't care less about. You know, Michelle McCool coming back is, is pretty cool. Um, but you know that other than that, like Kelly Kelly, who really cares about Kelly Kelly coming back? That that means nothing to me. You know, having some other independence come up or whatnot would have been would have been pretty cool but overall you know it's it's a fun little match and rumble always is you know you know and of course ronda rousey winning the whole thing uh we kind of knew ronda was going to be there you know there have been rumors floating around for a week or two now and uh you know her coming in when she did was was cool and uh, and uh creates the potential for some really good matches between between her and uh and back here, or, you know, whatever, it's, um, I'm happy to see that, that should, uh, that should improve things a lot in the women's division, WWE, you know, we had, uh, we had Bobby Lashley pin Lesnar, which was, uh, 
I like that for storyline. I think it legitimizes Bobby Lashley, and I, I like that. Um, I mean, I guess there was a ref bump involved and whatnot. Some ref bumps, I sh- actually, I did see. I didn't get to watch the whole pay-per-view, unfortunately. I did see uh, bits and pieces of it, and I did see where uh, or a couple occasions where some bumps, which uh, didn't allow the ref to to uh, count, which... Uh, you know, that always sucks. I hate when the, when WWE overutilizes that. I hate that. But but the fact that Lashley pinned him, uh, you know, speaks volumes, I think. And uh, I know he had him in uh, the lock beforehand. Uh, it looked like at one point almost Lesnar was going to submit, you know. But uh, but that uh, having a somewhat clean win over... over um, Lesnar puts puts Lashley up there, and and I like the fact that they they built him up more instead of breaking him down. You know, and of course Lesnar was the last entrance in the main men's Royal Rumble. You know that that uh, and won it all. So, so that that was pretty surprising. That's pretty cool. Um, you know we had we had Edge and Beth defeat Miz and Maurice. I Maurice. Uh, no real big shocker there. That's not real big surprising. Uh, it's kind of cool to see kind of a Gaga match and having the baby faces win that. You know, Beth looked uh, looked jacked to the to the gills, which was uh, you know she looks like she could be a lot of men in the in the ring. She was uh you know for uh, for someone that's been out of the ring for a while, she looked she looked like she was in fighting shape. You know, and of course you had Becky Lynch defeat Dewdrop. I yeah, that, like you couldn't see that coming a mile away, you know. But uh, I hope they do more of Dewdrop and uh, get rid of that god awful name, you know. And uh, of course, Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns. Uh, not sure where you go from there, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know we've seen that match before, and there's nothing real crazy or exciting about that. So. Uh, Seth Rollins really hasn't done anything in a while that's that's entertained me. At least Roman Reigns has built up his character and become better on the mic and built up this whole head of the family thing, and he's really improved a lot, I think. So, uh, but Rollins keeps throwing stuff against the wall, and uh, some of the stuff works, some of the stuff most I say the vast majority, but doesn't, you know. But uh, but still, you know, a couple of Shield references, whatever. It was kind of, you know. Nothing real big there, but but you know I, I'm gonna have to uh, try to get a hold of the watch the thing in its entirety really before I form a final opinion. But the Royal Rumble is always always a good time. It's one of my absolute favorite uh, pay per views. You know you got that Survivor Series and and WrestleMania and WrestleMania lately has been boring and god awful. Um, so really Rumble and and uh, Survivor Series has been it for me, kind of. So, but uh, but it's always fun to see some surprise entrance. Nothing real surprising on the men's side. I mean, who would uh, who would the listeners have like seen? You know, I would have liked to have seen some NWA guys or some ROH guys or something. Just one offs that would have been fun to see some guy. Oh, they had Johnny Knoxville in there. Big big whoop. I mean, really. I mean, that's that's a throwaway entrance. To someone who could have uh, could have possibly uh, been somebody a heck of a lot better, you know. 
the bad bunny thing i don't mind him at all i he looks pretty good in the ring and he can he doesn't embarrass himself so it's i don't mind seeing bad bunny in there you know uh shane mcmahon there was a lot of controversy because of that um I think a lot of people think he was taking somebody else's spot. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind it. You know, it's a a legend making a reappearance, so I don't mind it at all. I'm just grateful they didn't try to do something stupid like trying to get, you know, Undertaker to show up or something silly like that. That would have would have been a blemish on his legacy. But uh, but yeah, overall, like I said, uh, you know, Rumble's always fun to me. Always some surprises. Nothing real big this year, but. But hey, there were still some cool things that happened. So, uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, on that note, let's try bring things to an end here. Try to uh, end things out here on the show. Like I said, I'm starting to get uh, really winded here because thanks to COVID. But uh, but uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, then and now um, flea market downtown Trenton, Tennessee. You know, then now you can go down there, you know, tell them Crushing Kayfabe sent you, and uh, you can purchase uh, one of my CDs there. You can purchase some really cool uh, handmade items from my wife, and uh, you can purchase some some really cool uh, craft items and some really cool uh, new stuff from people in the area. You know, uh, there are a ton of vendors there, and there's some really good stuff. You know, pretty much anything you want, you can find at that place. So then and now flea market right in downtown Trenton, Tennessee. You know, give a shout out to uh, to Lucky Lady Candles. Um, you can find them on Facebook and on Etsy. I have bought their product in the past. It's really good, uh, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Now's the time to order. Get your stuff in time, you know, so go out and order, uh, order some candles, you know. Nothing more romantic than some candles. Um I'd like to uh, give a shout out to ourselves. You know, crushingkfabe.com, crushing with a K. Crushingkfabe.com. You can go on there. You can catch the latest episodes. You can um, get some merchandise in our store and uh, and support the show. You know, and follow up on uh, see what kind of events and things we've got happening. Uh, you know, follow us on on Facebook, on Twitter instagram uh and now patreon too so patreon.com do a search for crushing kayfabe and for just one dollar a month you can get all of our episodes ad free so uh you can get the audio to every episode uninterrupted with no ads so uh that's a really cool thing and we'll have Additional freebies, I shouldn't say freebies, because uh, you'll be paying a dollar for it, but, uh, but additional uh, incentives that aren't available to the the general public on there, too, in the future. So it's going to be uh, going to be interesting to see what happens, and uh, you'll be supporting the podcast and helping us keep the lights on, so I appreciate that. So, uh, so once again, thank you for tuning in, and... Uh, Everyone out there, be safe, God bless, and thank you for listening.